0: have reached season one, episode 21 of the leftover pieces podcast. And this is a down the rabbit hole episode, where I'm just going to talk a little bit about something that I want to share with you and how it's helped me and continues to help me in my grief. And today, that thing is going to be Oracle cards. Okay, I said it. Don't leave stick around. Because even if you walk away from this, not being a convert to understanding why you might want to use Oracle cards, I still think you're going to take something from this. I'm going to start by telling you that many people refer to things like crystal work, energy work like Reiki. Divination tools like tarot or oracle, or really anything that's in the metaphysical, alternative based thinking or practices field, as woo woo. That's where I came up with Wooville. I personally have always been a science and fact based seeking kind of person, so it may seem strange that I can reside so comfortably in that place I call Wooville but I do. I reside very comfortably there. As a matter of fact, probably more so than I did before when I wasn't living in Wooville. So come along with me today and I'm going to give you a glimpse as to one reason why many people perceive Oracle and probably tarot as well, probably maybe more so tarot. A lot of people don't even know about Oracle as a fortune tellery type of thing. I probably was one of those people once too. I'm here to tell you that they are not at all that. They are tools of divination that can be used by anyone to just help us show what we really already know deep down inside of us. They're tools for our subconscious to help us dig deeper, you know, get out of our logical mind's way, if you will. And you know, if you listen to me at all, that I'm big on all of these concepts that lend themselves to forward thinking and to the power of our subconscious mind in our healing and thriving right alongside grief journey. So really, what are Oracle cards and when did I start using them and why do I use them? So I'll kind of answer these questions as I go along. I have to be honest and I don't know a lot about tarot because tarot intimidated me. It felt like something some professional was using and I didn't have the slightest idea where to start. And I ran across somebody that was using oracle cards and it immediately piqued my curiosity. And oracle cards as structured as tarot cards are because tarot relies on a structure and all the symbols lead back to the same like there's a same set of symbols in every tarot deck. Oracle is not structured like that at all. Oracle is much more of a loose interpretation divination tool. And so that's where I started was just kind of getting a couple of decks that spoke to me and starting to practice with them what an Oracle card or drawing or spread does is they kind of show us deep down what we're already thinking or knowing about ourselves, our situations in life, both past, present and future. They kind of just are affirmational. They often serve kind of as a soul nudge for me of things that maybe I know I already need to be doing or looking ahead to or enjoying here in the present or being aware of, but it really just helps you dig deeper, like I said, and get out of your logical mind's way to rely more on your intuition, on your gut. It's like a tool of your subconscious. So it can help you live more to your highest potential because it really gets into your subconscious mind and empowers you there. And I hope that makes sense. So today I was going to share with you the deck and three card spread that I drew from a deck that I've been working from a lot recently and kind of talk about that but then in my drawer of uh, cards that I haven't started to use yet I saw a deck that um, my husband actually got me for my birthday because he knew it was on my list and he honestly couldn't believe I already didn't have it but it's called Alice the Wonderland Oracle and it actually is by the author Lucy Cavendish. The artwork is done by Jasmine Beckett Griffith, and that artist is one of my favorite Alice in Wonderland artists. I was collecting her Alice in Wonderland but long before I had interest in Oracle or even knew that she was doing Oracle decks. And Lucy Cavendish is one of my favorite Oracle deck writers. I have multiple um, of both of these. They've, they've teamed up for several series, which I won't go down a rabbit hole within a rabbit hole, but this deck I hadn't started using yet so I decided why don't I just do a a cold card read from this deck today just real briefly and I'm not going to go into an in-depth read but I'm going to give you an idea of what I did. So, and then I'm going to talk a little bit on the other end of this about my thoughts in general for this tool and hopefully some of it makes sense. So. I did shuffle the cards really well and there's all sorts of things you know we could go into a a deep deep dive about all of those things but that information is readily available and I'm you know available privately if anybody wants to message me about any questions they have but I will start by reading a very small portion of the introduction of the guidebook that comes along with this set of cards And what she says is the Wonderland deck is for the curious, daring, and for those longing to make their lives a more marvelous adventure. It will help make every day vivid and fresh. Take this journey down the rabbit hole and feel excited about your life. Rekindle your courage, find your voice, and most of all, discover endless wonder in your everyday world. So like right away, who wouldn't want that, right? Um, But it, it, at any rate, so what I did was a basic three card draw and for the sake of, of making this really easy, the three card draw is probably the most common one I do when I'm not just doing a single card pull for like just a momentary bit of intuition. But the three card draw usually what you do is refer to the first card that you lay down as the past, the middle one as the current, present, and the uh, the one to the right, the last card you put down as meaning towards your future. And what I did today was drew three different cards, let those you know speak to me. So for example, the card that I drew regarding my past is one called, we're all mad here. Everyone is a little different. And the one I drew for the present, belong to your own dream, create your own life, is what it says on that card and shows Alice dreaming. And then the one that I drew for the future is it's always tea time, eternity, endless moments and repetition. And shows Alice and the Mad Hatter sitting at a tea party. And just to give you an example of like what this means, a lot of it, I mean, again, it's an intuitive tool. So you really look at the images, which I'm sorry, can I can't share with you here. I will put them on my Instagram page. But in looking at the we're all mad here images that are put very intentionally with the words that the author put you have to look at it and trust your subconscious and trust what sort of emotions it's evoking from you and then in looking at the divination tools that the author has written one of the things she says about this card is beginning to realize that everyone is interesting a little bit different and full of secrets good and bad Understanding that hiding what makes you your very own self is not only exhausting, but it's robbing the world of your unique wonder. Discovering that you are a little mad, and so, in truth, is everyone else. Embrace your eccentricities in your own Peculiar genius. So that does happen. I mean, most of us could probably find a place where that applies to our past. I won't go into depth on how these might apply to my life, how I would apply them if I drew these cards today as my intuitive draw, but uh, you get the idea. So then. The belonging to your own dream card, which is the one that refers to the present, also says, you know, talks about creating your own life. It says finding that you have been following a plan and a path that is really not truly your own. Deciding to take, take, take steps to live in a way that is authentic and truly your own. You might be rebelling, wishing to live in your own world, no longer making decisions, staying with people or in jobs that are not part of your dream not being directed or governed by your desires and the dreams of others. I'll just put a dot, dot, dot there because I only read a small portion. There's two pages, two to three pages usually on each card, and you can read it and take it in and decipher that. That one was giving me goosebumps because grievers, as you probably know, a lot of that is what I talk about when you're at the place in your grief journey that you start to break away and realize that you have to build your new self and your new life. And so I can definitely see where my subconscious mind could work on, on that card. And then the final one that, that leans towards the future, it's always tea time. You know, it talks about, you know, changing schedules, repetition and cycles, patterns, loops, situations being repeated, being trapped by schedules that need to be changed, Because I don't know, the future isn't determined for any of us. The future is, you know, still evolving. I'm not really sure what that one could mean, right? It it might mean that I need to be prepared to, at some point, reevaluate the structure of what's going on. But you can see how what this is doing is just causing me to kind of think a little bit about where I've been, where I am, where I might be going... It gives you the imagery and the thought processes that you, your subconscious takes from it that day to kind of go into the day and be more intentional in your thinking to see where these ideas and or concepts might show up that cause you to think about things on a level that maybe if you weren't using tools like this, you wouldn't be thinking about. So it's just another tool. So then, Without going any more into this particular card pull, because again, I haven't been working with this deck yet. I pulled it out for today because I thought, how more appropriate than to break out my Alice in Wonderland deck on down the rabbit hole day. But what I want to conclude by talking about a little bit is alternative medicine, modalities, therapies, whatever you will, tools, just as that and how somebody that was so you know, science based or fact faced, as I told you, even embrace this idea of alternative modalities. And I guess the key is that the word alternative is where it is, is that it's an alternative to something else. Many of the things that I've mentioned have been around for a whole lot longer than the modern modern, way of thinking the western medicine way of thinking here's the thing it just kind of all became logical to me at some point because i'll just bring up a few of the things that are in my world today crystals well they're rocks of the planet that we live on lunar cycles interest me greatly well there's that's pretty scientific our intuition meditation tools they're all the voices of our brain's complex storage system known as our subconscious. So that lives right there to me, right alongside science in fact. Plants, oils, herbs, medicine, things of that nature, those, again, are all natural medicines and remedies that we've been using on this planet since man was here. And then when you talk about the items of the spiritual realm... You know, we're talking about the human spirit, we're talking about, if you do any studies or into when a person's living versus when they're gone, most of us would agree that there's something that makes us all human, not just our blood pumping through our body, our brain functioning, which once that shuts down once the system shuts down what is it that made us each an individual human i think most of us would say some form of the human spirit or our soul and so again to me these are all very science-based these don't seem like strange concepts when i really wrap my head around them all it's really for me about being more in tune with my ancient self and i'm sorry if that sounds weird but it's really more about that And how did this happen? I've asked myself that a couple of times, because what I think happened to me, and this is where it speaks to grief and suicide loss, is that Alex's death, Alex's choice to die by suicide, split me so wide open that it allowed for me to connect not only to myself, but the earth. In the spirit world and everything else because I was more open to it. I was more open to it because I had been shattered, because I knew that anything was possible. If this could happen, anything could happen. And I guess that's probably a good place to leave you today. I am going to put in the show notes, a link to this Alice the Wonderland Oracle deck. I can't speak to much of it if you have questions because I haven't been working with it. I am going to link to two that I am currently working with. One of them's called Queen of the Moon Oracle by Stacey DeMarco, and the other one's called Sacred Rebels Oracle by Alana Fairchild. And both of those authors have quite a few decks out as well. My collection is pretty vast. My collection's a lot different than, well, everybody's collection is a little different because it kind of, you have to pick cards based on what speaks to you. And I don't know how else to point it out. And a lot of the decks that I currently have speak to shadow work, trauma work, um, working on things of my subconscious. There are really uplifting, positive decks or decks that make you go deep. There's kind of anything and everything. So that's my advice for if you want to start, if you want to even consider starting by using an Oracle deck, just pick one that when you look at it, you think, I mean, the artwork should speak to you. It should make you feel something that you, you know, want to want to look at it more, that's kind of where I start. And then you just go from there. And some decks, when you use them more, you'll decide that it's not currently resonating with you, and you just um, move on and try another one. So, Grievers, as I take one last sip from my coffee cup that happens to be a Lewis Carroll Alice in Wonderland coffee cup, I'll finish with a few words from Alice in Wonderland. Would you tell me, please, which way I ought to go from here? That depends a good deal on where you want to get, said the cat. I don't care much where, said Alice. Then it doesn't matter which way you go, said the cat. Talk soon, grievers.